The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is a Rocker Room production. I don't think they can take Landon uh, Collins. Wait, not Landon Collins. Who am I thinking? Landon the si- Dickerson. Um, Landon Dickerson. Why am I? You thinking? mean the Eagles can't take him? Yeah, I think that's just the injury history. So watch them take him now. Of course, no. this is how that goes. But if they go Lyman, I could see like a Creed Humphrey. It's not even like I don't like him as a player. I just think the injury yeah, yeah, history. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's it's too high for thirty-seven. Like it's too high. Like if well, you're picking at the end of the second, maybe. Yeah, if, if they had, if they, maybe if he was there at seventy. Oh yeah, if he's out there at seventy, yes, uh, yes, definitely. But uh, like you got, this is almost like a you know a really late first round pick. Like, you have to, this has to be another hit. This has to be another like not like oh let's take a big risk. Like no, like make a really good pick, strong pick. There's there's enough options on the board that they don't have to get cute here and like like you know swing for upside. Go, go galaxy brain. Yeah, take a really. What do you like, think like, of uh, Jolari? I thought he was the um, second best edge rusher in this class behind Gregory so. I think he's more of a 3-4 guy. I really do. think he's more of a 3-4 guy? Okay. Yeah. And it seems like he's falling for some kind of reason, too, right? Like it seems Sometimes, like yeah. Be, Sometimes if, if everyone's wondering, like it's a for a reason. Yeah, like I think see some kind of injury history. All right, pick is in for the Dolphins. So we'll see who they take here. And then, then the Eagles are on the clock, baby. I What I really don't want the Eagles to do here is force a pick. Like, I know what would like be a forcing pick. a pick to you? Well, I mean, like, don't just take a corner. Like, like. To me, my point here is it's totally okay if the Eagles leave day two without a cornerback. I know that sounds like not great in theory because they have such a hole at that position. But like if they're really taking like the best player available and sticking true to their board, I don't care if they don't get a corner today. You know you make me want to shout. Get your hands up and shout. I mean, I'd like them to do that. Obviously, I do. Yeah. If, like, if it matches up, great. But like. Don't force it. That's what I'm saying. Don't. We don't need a corner today. Like, don't. We don't need to force Ooh, it. Let's go. They got to get someone good now. Javon Holland, safety. That's oh man, the first safety taken. Safety one. Wow. Yeah, over Morig. How about that? Oh, what do we do? What do we not know about Morig? Is 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 there a anti TCU thing? Maybe. Jalen Rager's fault that he's falling. <laughs> Uh, Solak just tweeted, best player available for the Eagles, Morake, Barmore, Eichenberg, the, uh, was it right tackle or left tackle from Notre Dame, uh, Samuel Cosme, Texas, uh, Landon, Samuel, and Marshall. Terrace Marshall Jr.? Yeah, Terrace Marshall. Do you think there's any way they double up on receiver? I would love the um, energy, man. I don't see it. Like, like if Elijah Moore was there, no. would you have taken him because he's like a pure slot guy? I wouldn't have, but I, I guess... He and but I guess if you uh, Marshall's him, a different type of receiver than Smith too. He's a, he's a physical traditional X. I mean, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't say like you can't or it should be like automatic no. But I'm gonna guess that's not the best player available. And also, like, like I'm guessing he's not on a whole other tier where you're taking pick him. is in. All right, let's see. I'm. I can't hate it if it's a receiver because, like, let's just get some juice on offense. Let's take swings. Oh my god, they did. Have, <laughs> there's no guaranteed like receiver presence on the roster currently. Uh, I'm saying that the the incumbent roster. I'm not including Devontae Smith in that discussion. Uh, I just pulled a you, buddy. Oh no. <laughs> what was there a push notification for it? I keep swiping up on it, and not looking at it. I'm just looking at Twitter right now. So is the pick? Does everyone know what the pick is? Uh. 
I'm not trying to spoil it for people if they didn't see it other than just hinting at it, but. Oh man. I need to see the live reaction. Oh, how are we doing a commercial right now? Wait. Oh, after them. So I was like, wait, a trade. I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it like bad, bad? Um, I mean, it's kind of something we were just talking about. No way. Oh man. I gotta, I needed to riff a little bit here. So I have to write this up. Um, once we, once it's in, but, um, Man, uh, I'm I think not, I know who it is. Not like again. I'm not. I'm not furious. Don't get me wrong. It's, I I just saw who it is because I figured that's who it was. Yeah, fine. I just don't know. I think that's a that's a big. Is it? A, they did. Just, they didn't over. So I don't want to. I don't. I was gonna say a joke, but I don't. I don't want to jinx it. Or not jinx. It's not the right word. I should. I shouldn't be saying that. I didn't want to spoil it. Ah. Uh. I'm not as upset as you are. I'm not upset. I'm just like I just I think that's a really big risk. You, you put the whammy on yourself. No, 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 no. I don't really care about that. I'm just I think the risk it's a big risk. It's like a really significant risk, and there's so many good players here. And I just like this could go like I just think there's more sure bets here at this spot. Yeah. And also, I think um, it's it's not what I would have done. I also, although it's really funny. I mean. Like they never drafted an Alabama player, and now, <laughs> now multiple. Oh man, I hate. I don't. I don't like the pick tipping on Twitter. Yeah, I think it's fine for the NBA draft, but NFL is too personal. Well, I I, I need it. I, no, I don't need it. But like, you need it. You're yeah, for it, your specific role. Yeah, you I'm trying it. to get this done as soon as I can. But um, all right, come on, announce it so we can talk about it. Can we just announce it, dude? I'm not bummed. I mean, I'm, or I'm not mad, but it's just... I'm not mad. Like, I'll say this, given... Well, I'll just say that. I don't I don't want to... BLG, I'm not going to lie. I'm wearing a Hurts jersey right now, and the way you were talking about it, I was nervous you, they, they took a quarterback. <laughs> I was so... I don't I don't want to do any more bleeps and make Rachel's job harder, but I was so effing concerned that they just took Kyle Trask or something. Yeah, I, I would be uh, much more like a pop. No, because you were just like saying like last year before the Hurts pick, I said nothing could go. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think this is messing it up. No. It's not, it's not one of the five or six players I would have taken. It's but. it's not like – it's not a disaster, but it could no, be. No, no. <laughs> like, that's the part. Like, there's there's uh, a lot of disaster potential. There's two here. qualities that go along with this this player that I will say – Got to go benefit the doubt, especially with this specific franchise. I want to find this injury history. I forget. Someone tweeted this out recently. It's a lot, man. It's not like one thing. It's like, all right, so Golik is saying it now. Landon Dickerson, center slash guard, interior offensive lineman from Alabama, who is a really good player, I think, when healthy. Um, but you're talking about a guy who's had – multiple season-ending injuries, including an ACL he just suffered in December. You know, so who even knows about his availability this year, at least early on, which isn't the most important thing, but still, like, not amazing. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the SB Nation site, Roll Bama Roll, yes. which you've linked to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Dickerson started all 13 games in 2019, four at right guard and nine at center. He allowed just one sack and four quarterback carries, and then 727 snaps he yeah. missed a whopping four assignments I also want to read this quote from an executive for an NFL team from NFL.com scouting report I love him I know some people around the league thinks he's still under the radar but I doubt that he reminds me of the mountain from Game of Thrones just big and strong and tough yeah he I'll say this I was hyping up some other guys Jock we talked about Merlin Pusses Morig Sunday Samuel I can't be mad at drafting a player for Alabama. They didn't do it for 19 years. Yeah. And it's the premier program in the country. And I can't blame them ever for drafting an offensive lineman. This is an organization for all their failures and drafting and development. They hit on offensive linemen more often than not. And it seems like culturally, he's a good fit. This isn't. I can't speak to Andre Diller as a person, but it just does not seem like it's working out here. It doesn't seem like they had the right fit here. Landon Dickerson seems like that guy. Um, I mean, again, he's just been really good when he's healthy, but like 
we're talking about here a player who's had injuries like multiple years, like severe injuries. Um, how old is he? Let's see here. He is 22. He's going to turn 23 in September. So not like super old for prospect, but not super no. young either. He looking at his stats. See, they don't have a good uh, stats on like uh, sports reference for this kind of stuff for offensive linemen. Um, let's get, get some, some people get some takes in here. Yeah. I want to meet myself. To do some takes? So I have to write this up. So frequent contributor, David Rose, friend of the Seamus, program. I'm going to make you the host actually. So you can, okay. uh, are you going to hop off for a bit or just, well, I'm going to be on here. Right. You're going to be able to hop, put people on and off here. Okay. Oh, it's so good to talk to the two of you. Uh, it's another big night for the Eagles. What's up, pal? Uh, you really can't look at this like sideways. You know, Landon Dickerson is like the premier center prospect in many years. He has an injury history, yes, but we have Stoutland, who I'm sure has had the inside track on this guy. I think the medical people are evaluating it. He doesn't have to start right away. You know, he has a year to kind of like get acclimated and get healthy. You know, and that's all you have to do. Like, football players are going to get injured. They're going to come back. And that's what this guy does. But he, I mean, he's a mountain of a man. He, like, comes over. He has versatility. He can play really any position on the line. But he's here to be the successor to our Pro Bowl center. And that was a position that we thought was going to be addressed during this draft. I didn't think they are going to, like, be addressing it this soon. But, you know, you can't say boo. I mean... I would have been very excited to see Mulrig or JOK. I think those would have been like value picks. But for them to address the key, like, you know, position of need on the offensive line that we had and just lock it down with, with a tremendous prospect, to say the least, it's like it, it's a solid play. So you got, you got to be happy with how the Eagles are drafting this year. I think we take the center position for granted. We've had an entrenched center for nearly a decade an all-pro guy who could make the Hall of Fame. Yep. We, we take for granted how valuable that is. We just chalk it up another great year from Jason Kelsey. And we obviously everyone loves Jason Kelsey. But what I'm saying is I think we underestimate how valuable it is to have the best player at that position on your offensive line, this anchor of the offensive line. And it reminds me almost like Donovan McNabb in a way that we took for granted that they had a very good quarterback for a long, long time. And the injury history, if it wasn't for the injury history, obviously slam dunk pick, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's, it's, it's three season-ending surgeries in four years. If it wasn't for the, te- the ACL tear in this past SEC championship game, it would have been two straight years without a season-ending injury. He played 13 games in 2019, as I said. It would have been a different situation. Yeah. Just, it, it's, it's scary. And it would have been gone in the first round. But exactly. It, it's scary. It, it's not what I would have done. But this isn't a situation where I'm blaming Howie Roseman here. I understand it. Yeah, to me, this is the offensive line equivalent as if, you know, Caleb Fairley was available at 37. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you have an elite opportunity to be able to get an elite player, the top of like, you know, at the position in this draft and in many other drafts. And, you know, there's an injury concern. And if your team is willing to deal with it, you could get a real find. He has I'm, great I'm energy. Of, I'm kind of glad that, you know, the Eagles aren't being like, too apprehensive based on, you know, the Sidney Jones, like, you know, debacle that happened in years past, you know, they're climbing back on the horse and they're riding again. And that's how you have to, that's how you have to play it in the NFL. You have an opportunity. They think they see it and they're like solidifying like this offensive line, which could be just a strength of where this team's going that protects hurts that allows for Devonte to do better. I mean, you can it, it, it I wish I could criticize the pick. I can't. Like, even as much as I wanted that secondary player that was dropping to us. Yeah. You know, and... From a pedigree's perspective, an offensive lineman, and then also a player from Alabama, I can't hate on it. It's not the player I would have wanted. I would have taken a handful of guys ahead of them. I get it, though. As a Howie critic, frequently on record, I understand the pick. And it's great seeing, like, you know, this war room in the of the Eagles, like, course-correcting. Like, we had never taken an Alabama player, and now we are, like, 
know what? Why aren't we taking advantage of the most like dominant conference in college football? Yes. And le- and learning from that and course correcting. You know, that's great. Like, you know, when our when our draft was slipping away last night, they didn't let it slip away and veer off course. They righted the ship and traded up and made sure that Devontae Smith was was going to be in midnight green. I mean, it, it, it's a promising start to the Sirianni like tenure. Like it's it's exciting time. Anyone else want to come up here? I'm I'm tweeting. I got one speaker request here. No new speaker. Anyone want to come up and chat? I was just going through my apps, reading different stuff. Um, you know, trying to post about this and stuff like that. So, anyone wants to hop up here? Yeah. Someone says, uh, you know, Sante Samuel Jr., who's a player, I obviously loved. Yeah, if they were going in that direction, then I then they should have gone with you know Trevor Morig, you know. JOK really just seemed like, you know, an opportunity. And not to mention the fact that he could also kind of like handle some secondary duties. So exactly. Somebody, Sorry, I did the Malcolm Jenkins there. cop for, for junk. He's, this pick's getting a lot of crap. I, I, um, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it. I, uh, I just, I guess, so it's not an A+. Plus. It's not. No, it's not. A, I don't even it's think it's a, a B plus for me. I think it's like. I, I like it more than most people. I think it might be like a C plus for me. Um, and here's why, because I think like you have to look at opportunity costs and everything. You have to consider like, I think, I think we've seen from Jeff Stoutland that like he can kind of do more with less on the offensive line. That's really a big reason why I didn't want them to go offensive line in the first round, especially when they were at six. Some people were talking about Sewell um, or even if, you know, like Slater or whatever at 12, I think. And I, and I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I thought Nate Herbig did some good things last year, and I feel like he should be in the mix. And this isn't to say he can't be, um, you know, depending on how things shake out in the future. But I don't know. I just feel like you probably could have gotten more. You know, like you might I be agree. able to take a day three guy and like make it work or find something. And uh, and you're taking a guy here with again extensive, like so, like you said, three season-ending injuries in four years, like multiple ACL injuries. Ankle injuries, like like this is pretty concerning. Like this is this is a this is a high pick. It's not a disaster pick. I don't think necessarily because no. of the upside. And if he does stay healthy, I think he can be like it could be a really good pick, and it could be a steal even because if he didn't have injury issues, like you kind of said, like he could be you know first round pick. But uh, man, like I just, there's considerable risk here. I guess is what I would say. There's a great picture of Landon Dickerson holding up Devontae Smith after a touchdown that I will use a million times in the next 10 years, hopefully. It's great. All right. I mean, the, the, the key concern about this guy is if healthy, which you could say to any NFL player who could have a season-ending injury at any time. All right. right? David, I'm going to get someone else up here real quick. we got some couple people. Great. We'll get uh, Danny Rogers. Danny, what's up? Hear me? See what else speaker requests. Got Alex Lutz. I think he's been in here before. Alex, can you hear us? Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear what's me? What's up, man? Thanks for hopping on. So I haven't been in here before yet. First time. All right, so, okay. Name looks familiar. Good name. Don't, first don't, time, long time. First time, long time. Hey, man, I've been listening since uh, the end of last year. I love you guys. You Great, guys I appreciate Thanks, that, Alex. man. Thank you. Um, so I guess my question is, um, obviously, I think this is a bad pick. I really wanted Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. I thought he would have been a great fit, a big need. Where, where are we going to target cornerback next? Who is your next guy? Do you think Asante Samuel is going to fall? I he think he could. I don't think he will. The guy I like at 70, the guy I liked at 70 going into this, Paulson Adebo from Stanford. Feels like a not just a great prospect. He's a guy that, you know, going into the 2020 college season, I think people projected him as a first-round pick. But besides that, the, the pedigree, the talent, he seems like a perfect fit for Jonathan Gannon's defense. I missed that name. You said Paul. Cornelius. Paulson. Paulson, like Sarah Paulson, the actress. Paulson Adebo, A-D-E-B-O, cornerback okay. from Stanford. All right, I'm going to look up some some film and check him out now, actually. That's all I got. All right, anyone else? We got uh, else did someone else speak a request. Uh, we got James Gregory. I think he's been up here before. Let's throw him in there. Warren, we'll get you on here soon, too. Hey, what's, what's up? up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You good? Yeah, good. Um, Be good so or not good, depending on if you like the pick no, or not, right? Good. Oh, well, with the pick, I mean, I, I'm trying to see their point of view, you know? I see. And it's, it's not it's, what I would have done, but I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to say before we start that um, I'd like to take all the credit 
along with BLG for the Devonta Smith pick because obviously Howie Roseman listens to the locker room uh, yes. show. We bullied him clearly, into this. Yeah, you know, bullying works. So congratulations. Um, no, but about this pick, um, it's it's weird because like we kind of saw this coming, right? Because last night we were like, oh, they're gonna take a lineman. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna do what they're is part of their philosophy, and then they do this. And I guess I'm not really surprised. The kid is a mauler. Like, he can just knock people over. He clearly is a proficient lineman. But the injuries, I mean, come on. You can't ignore that. Um, And I would have wanted Barmore because I think as much as I love Fletcher Cox, I think think he's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, Yeah, I think think having a a defensive tackle rotation is great. And it will not even just make him better for 20 to 21, but could extend his career. Yeah. The reason I'm cool with not taking a corner is because as much as I think corner is a need on this team, it's pretty clear that in a cover two scheme, they don't value corner as much as we, the fans, might say, hey, look, you need somebody out there to cover. It's clear that in a cover two, they value the defensive line and the safeties. So my guess is they probably just said, all right, well, something's up with Mooring. I don't know why they didn't draft him, but they looked Dang, at this I kid I and they went, all right, he's perfect. Yeah, so not not my pick, but I'm also not the general manager of the of the Eagles, so that's pretty much it. All right, so we have a couple other speakers in here, a couple of requests. We've got Warren. Warren's been waiting for a minute. Sorry about that, Warren. We're not get you on right now. Warren, can you hear us? Warren's not. We we'll get a uh, Cameron Glover up here. Cameron, can you hear us? Yep. What you What'd you think of the pick, Cameron? Ah. Uh... I'm not. I get it. Again, not what I would have done, but I get what they're going for, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Um, Good way of saying it. Yeah, it was like, oh, Wilson Cormore is right there. Hey, need defensive playmakers? Go get them. Um, And yeah, but I mean, if he stay healthy, we got a Pro Bowler. That's just try to be optimistic. Yeah, health health is the question. Health is 100% the question because the guy, you watch him on tape. I mean, he's no joke. I also think we got PTSD as Eagles fans because three years in a row of just a million injuries. Three years? I got PTSD well, for 30 years. He has three season-ending injuries in the last four years. All right, we got a couple of speaker requests here. Warren... See if we get you working. Warren, can you hear us? Hello. Warren, you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Warren. How are you? What are you what's your feeling on the Landon Dickerson pick? Uh, well, hopefully, uh, I'm assuming they have medicals that clear yeah. them, and, and they think, uh, you know, listen, it could be a home run. It could be a home run, and maybe they don't like their – maybe these new, new coaches wanted a big mauler up front. They didn't like the, some of the young, younger alignment. Yeah. We got uh, I mean, Dolphins in picking right here, 42. What do you – do you think uh, – you see the Eagles move around a little bit tonight uh, with some trades possibly? Uh, maybe. I mean, they have, they have like a bounty of, of picks in the sixth and seventh round. I, I would use maybe some of those and move up and in, in, into the yeah. 60s if you really like some that I would do that. They got to pack in some of those. Back. They can't. But you can't make all of them. It's just too many. It's too many at the end. Like, it's not enough quality. Like, I know you want to draft in quantity, but, like, it's just not. It's just, like, they're, they're basically, like, UDFAs. At a certain you, think, you think Dillard might go tonight? Ertz? Uh, um, else? Uh, I, let's, let's, get, let's get crazy. Trade them both. I don't think Dillard has much of a trade market. Um, and I, I'm, my guess for Ertz, which I've, I think I said on BGN Radio, was, like, they take him. And their fourth round pick at 123 tomorrow and like move up like early in the fourth. I think this is like your best case scenario. Let's uh, close here and we'll be back for the Eagles third round pick or, you know, whatever they pick next. We'll say, you know, currently slated to pick at 70, but, you know, we'll see if that stays there. So uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise. The future of work. 
Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, there's, there's talent here for sure. Uh, the guy I've liked through the draft process, I've done a couple mock drafts. I mean, everyone does a million mock drafts. I've done some for NBC. I've done them for my newsletter. Uh, I really like Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. Uh, the, the knock on him would be kind of he has short arms. But at the athletic testing and the everything else, um, if you look at we, – I'm, I'm a big guy on draft uh, mock draftables, mockdraftable.com, as I'm sure you're aware of. It is cool spider graph, spider charts. Uh, number one athletic comparison – Aaron Donald, number three athletic comparison. Gino, <laughs> Gino Atkins. You know what I mean? The, the, you, yeah. can, you can see it in him. Um, and he feels like an Eagles pick. Uh, they haven't sought the defensive lineman yet. They, as we said in the pre-draft process, they love taking linemen on both sides of the ball. We thought either of those might have been the most Eagles-type pick to make in the first round. So it only seems fair that on day two they address those two positions. Though there is talent otherwise. There are a couple of uh, two cornerbacks from Syracuse are still here. And I fought to Mel Fonwell. He didn't get drafted, right? He did not. And then um, there's Trill Williams. Uh, Andre Sisco, the safety from Syracuse, who I liked as well. It's a really strong, really strong class uh, for secondary from Syracuse. He already went to the Jaguars, so that was a good pick. Yeah, I was talking about him uh, in the earlier locker room session. Paulson Adebo, the cornerback from Stanford. They want to go cornerback here. Another guy I really like. Would have been okay taking him at 37, even though some people would have thought it's a reach. Jabril Cox from LSU, linebacker. You know, the perfect modern linebacker is a guy who's great in coverage. He might struggle in early down, like downs one and two as a rookie. I think he needs to beef up a little bit. Uh, but you don't want to do that too much and take away from the, the athleticism he showcases in the passing game. And I still consider that the main priority of a linebacker in the modern NFL. Well, the pick is in. Um, and just, you know, setting some context Eagles? here. Yeah, the Eagles traded down from 70 oh, okay, to 73. Yeah. We, I thought everyone knew that, yeah. Well, no, it's in. The pick is in. For 73? Yeah, yeah. I'm just setting the stage here. I'm saying like they traded down. They picked up 199 in the sixth. I think that's on a side note here. That's like too many from there's one, two, three, four, five, six picks from 189 to 240. Like I hope they do something with all those. I would not stay at all those. Like I believe in drafting. I think they're volume. gonna. I think they're gonna flip them from future ones. Uh, that or like you know move up on day three. Like tomorrow, do something. Like, I, I just don't. I, I, look again. I like drafting in volume. I like taking more swings, but I think that's just too much quantity. Like you're not getting enough quality there. Like that's just that's just a lot. I, I don't hate them picking up that pick, but I, I am going to hate it if they just stay at all those, which I don't think they will. But um, they're definitely uh, taking a quarterback tomorrow, right? Uh, maybe. Um, it's interesting they kind of made this trade down after there was a run on quarterbacks. So that might have been a coincidence. Um, James in the chat saying they have to trade some of those later ones. Yeah, picking all those definitely you can't. You can't have twelve. Well, I guess they gave away one pick. They're they're set. They still have eleven picks right now. They gave one away. They got one back. Um, Who were you talking right, about earlier, Seamus? Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh. Interesting name you would bring up. <laughs> oh. So that's who they're taking. Spoiling it because um, it's oh, all over no. Twitter. You're spoiling it. I spoiled it. Great. I, like, yeah. the, I think the broadcast is like way too far behind. This is who you wanted, team. This is this is my guy all along. Uh, Josh Norris just tweeted out, "He is Malik Jackson. This is the perfect fit, or this is a perfect fit." Oh my god! So we so it's funny because I tweet out tonight before the draft. I'm like, I think the Eagles take at least one uh, offensive defensive lineman, one player in the trenches tonight. And sure enough, they take two. <laughs> who could have? Who would have seen that coming? I, I love him. I'm so in on this pick. I okay. get first three picks. You know, Devontae Smith pick. Have you ever seen a Christmas story, BLG? Uh, the uh, Shoot Your Eye Out Kid? Yeah. Come on. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, the Christmas movie. Um, I've, so I've never is. seen it in full. You know, I've seen it. <laughs> Well, I've seen it on TV. You know what I mean? Like, I've oh seen parts God. of it. I might have seen the whole thing in different clips, but I just, you know, I've never, like, sat down and watched it. Well, and one scene that he, it's like, uh, he's imagining his teacher giving him an awesome grade for the class, and she just writes a huge A on the board, and she's just going plus after plus. She goes to the side chalkboard and is just writing pluses still. That's the Smith pick to me. Landon Dickerson, B minus. I get it. 
what, what, it's not what I would have done. I understand the philosophy. Milton Williams, giving it an A. Value right here. Pick 30 for 70. Not an A plus. Just a straight A? No, not an A plus. Just an A. Okay. Just an A. Okay. That's still pretty good. On April 20th, I gave a list of hashtag Shames guys on Twitter. <laughs> I think I remember that. Smith, Trevor Marig, Asante Samuel Jr., Amari Rogers, Michael Carter, Troy Williams, Chaz Surratt, and Milton Williams. I want to make you the host here, Shane, by the way, if you want to get that people works, up. Yeah. No one's requested yet, but if, if people do want to crest and react to get up stage, please do. Shane will get you up here. I'm going to mute myself for a little bit to get this right up. Let's go. All right, who wants to speak here? We got James, frequent contributor. James, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm chilling. I'm a little surprised, but, um, you know, it's like I said before, it's clear that Gannon doesn't value corner in this cover two system the way he values defensive line or safety. Uh, I'm a little surprised they didn't take more rig, but this kid looks like the kind of defensive tackle that we like. Somebody who's explosive in that A gap and is more of a pass rusher than, say, just a, you know, bull run stopper. So I, I think a B is an appropriate grade for this. Um, but I can sense that a lot of fans are like, hey, what's going on with the secondary here? And my only guess is just that they don't value corner the way that we do, perhaps. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say um, that's something we talked about a lot heading up into the draft was like, and why I didn't think corner the first round pick was going to be super realistic or likely because they've done more with less at corner. Jonathan Gannon has. Um, look at Indy as the most recent example. Also, like, you know, obviously there's so many needs on this team. They're not going to fix everything. If they hadn't, like, let's say they got addressed the secondary here. Um, then they wouldn't have addressed the trenches potentially. So, you know, there's too many needs to address it all. And uh, I, I also think there's still some talent out there in free agency. Again, like Steven Nelson is out there. Um, right. They're not going to sign Richard Sherman, but like, you know, there's, there's different Gary and Conley is still out there. I'd like to take a chance on him still, assuming he's available and there isn't something weird that's keeping him unsigned, which I don't know if there is, but um, yeah, I, I think you can still find a bandaid uh, in free agency. Which, you know, not ideal. You want to get the long-term piece. But I think you can kind of still patch that. And uh, they're going to take a corner on day three. I mean, they have like, what, eight picks or whatever left. So they'll get someone. But uh, I get the I get the restlessness. I can get that. But I I will say one note I have on this kid that I wrote down. I, not that I'm like some professional scout. But it seems like every time this kid makes a big play, the offensive line, the opposition, always seems to hold him. And he still seems to get through and get home, which to me is a good sign because they're like, holy cow, holy cow, I can't block this guy. And they revert to holding him and he just gets through anyway, which to me, again, I'm not saying that makes him like an amazing player, but that was just something that stood out to me. Got a tweet, got a post on. I got our boy Cliff's got to hop on. I can vamp. I can vamp. It's all right. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how you doing? Go ahead. Sorry. Yo, I love the pick so far. Landon Dickinson, I was kind of upset about early on. But after watching this tape and listening to what Baldy had to say about him, I'm actually really excited about him. Um, I think I'm so gung-ho on corners because as an Eagles fan, as we're all Eagles fans, that's the one spot we've been weak for for like so long. And just thinking about going to another year of Avante Maddox, Slay, and Lord knows who is scary for me. Do they, do they not believe – do they think Jonathan Gannon's system supersedes the need for talent, especially in his own system? Do they think – do they like the talent on day three at cornerback? It's weird they didn't target someone in free agency right opposite Slay. And you, know, you have no idea how the, the new coaching staff feels about the incumbent guys like Maddox. And really, that's it on the roster. Exactly. And, like, I love Conley also. I've been waiting to sign Gary and Conley for a while. I was like – I. After reading all these articles on Gannon and seeing what he did with lesser talents, I'm actually really excited for late day picks, like with um the cornerbacks. Yeah. But I still wanted us to get like an established talent. Like the freaking Cowboys got um what's his name Kelvin. I was upset about that. And then Kelvin the Joseph. Giants jumped ahead of us and got a Rob. I was really upset about that. I'm like, yo, we need a good corner. But this Milton guy looks amazing. And I know Javon Hargrave came on strong at the end of the year last year. But Cox isn't getting any younger, so I'm actually excited about this pick, too. For once, High Rose was doing a pretty good job. I, I can't slander the man too much. Solid draft. Yeah, my prediction for this is that they're going to uh, probably take a pick 
late on, Zach Ertz, and traded for some corner who's like a fringe corner on another team that we're all like, huh, who's this guy? But the front office really likes. That's my prediction. Maybe a guy from a Mike Zimmer system. Like an Ellis Hobbs-level cornerback. Is that fair to say? Something like that, yeah. Like that, that. They're getting Michael Jacquet is coming back. They're all here. <laughs> I, I still don't know how Zach Ertz is on this team. But to be honest with you, if we're not going to get good, what's it called, a good return for him, I'd rather hold on to him. Yeah, that ship is sealed, sealed in my opinion. I just don't I, – I know, like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't think – he doesn't want to be here. What are they going to do? Like, keep him, and then he walks next year for nothing, and they get no return? Like, okay. And he's, like, unhappy? Throughout, like, I just don't think that's a realistic thing. That's I think it's point. more likely – it's more likely they, they package him with some of these picks – and they either get some corner in return uh, late on, or it's like Seamus said, you know, do they value cornerbacks late in this draft? Which, you know, this this front office is very good at outthinking itself, and so it wouldn't surprise me if they rate some guys late and we're like, really, this is all you're going with? But again, they value the line and safety more than they value corners. Very true, and how he went O-line, D-line, back-to-back. He gives the receiver we asked for, and they went O-line like he loves, D-line like he loves to build through the trenches. He's ignored corner. He's ignored linebacker. This is his history. So, But now that we've had all those things, I'm excited that we might see cornerback or linebacker next. Yeah, I agree. I really wanted Cox, though. I really wanted Cox. Like, I look at Cox, and he looked like just the complete linebacker, the way he reads the game, the way he is in coverage. I didn't think he was – any worse than Micah Parsons, but you know, James, I'm on the same page with you. I wanted Cox so bad. I was like, Jabril's sitting there. He's waiting for you. Go pick him up. We can finally have, we will never have a Jerry situation ever again. He's athletic. He's fast. He's getting coverage. Like I was like, this is what we need. Just give it to him. Just give him to us. I, I like Milton Williams a lot. And Dallas at 75 has selected, uh, another defensive tackle from UCLA. I love that the idea that Dallas wanted Milton Williams first and then they had to settle for this guy because the Eagles ended up getting him. That's what I'm going to say in my head from now on. Perhaps the Eagles have spies across the league. They knew the Giants wanted Devonta Smith. Yeah. They, knew, they knew the Cowboys wanted Milton Williams. And, and it's like that Giants fan. I don't know if you guys saw him on Twitter. Like, we're just oh, fucking I had a Giants. I love that video. Oh, I loved yeah. it. Love I showed it to my fiance. I loved it. Every second of it. Yeah. I like the idea that we just fuck with other teams we don't even want to win. Right, do you think they end up going trying to get back into the day two? I was thinking that. I was thinking, you know, a fourth, a they fifth. They have so many day three. Yeah, picks. fourth, a fifth, and Zach Ertz should get us back into three. What do you guys think? Fourth and Zach Ertz. So they they're pick one twenty three. Maybe. You maybe you you move up into like the, the comp pick territory. Getting the you know one hundred and three, Zach, get you that? I would take it because then we still kind of get a three for Zach Ertz. I don't think you're going to get a three straight. I think the return, whatever it is, is going to be underwhelming. To, is like, there a corner on the? Is there a corner on the board? You guys think it's worth packaging those picks and trading up for? Sure, there there are a couple corners. I said I said at the top of the show. Uh, I fought to Melon Fon move from Syracuse. Trill Williams from Syracuse. Uh, and Paulson Adebo from from Stanford, who I think is uh, the best scheme fit, I would say. I think uh, Melon Fonmu from Syracuse is the best player overall, but I think Adebo would excel in Jonathan Gannon's defense. Well, Paulson Adebo just went uh, to the Saints, so there's that. One last guy to cross off. I mean, me personally, if Cox kept sliding, I, I really would package some picks to get up there. Sure. Doug made a good – but it. Doug – Doug made a good comment um, in the comments. He said there's too many holes to, to do that. And I, I agree with Doug. I mean, I think there's holes all over the roster. But we talk about getting real quality talent. Cox is too talented to still be on the board. You know, and given how thin we are at linebacker, I like Singleton. I like Eric Wilson. But, you know, get a real game changer in here if you can. I'm pretty cool with the pick. I'm thinking like a, let's say like a B plus maybe. I think defensive tackle is underrated need. Like you have Cox oh here. God. He turns 31 this year. And Fletcher Cox is like kind of like 
the way I'd put it is he, he I mean, he's played nine seasons already. Like he kind of entered the league young. So I think he's kind of a little bit older than his actual ages in terms of like, you know, the wear and tear in his body in football years. And he's had to play so many freaking snaps like the past like three years or whatever, because the Eagles have been decimated at defensive tackle every year. So uh, definitely. A big it's going to help his career. That's what I was saying. I, we talked about Milton Williams earlier. I think it's going to help him stay fresher during the yeah. 2021 season. And maybe he's better in 2022 and 2023 than he would be. Otherwise, talking about Cox because now? He's playing, yeah. Talking about Fletcher Cox specifically. Obviously we'd be yeah. talking about Jabril Cox a bit. So, and then, you know, Hargrave, I think underwhelmed, obviously last year he was injured. He kind of came on for a little bit there, but um, I think he'll be better this year, but still like, you know, nothing like you saw from him that you were like, oh, we can't add more at that position. And then, you know, who is their defensive tackle three? It was like Hassan Ridgeway, who's played in like 17 out of the, his 51 possible last games. Like you can't get out on that guy to stay healthy. He keeps getting hurt. And then um, uh, what's the other guy? Like T.Y. McGill. Like that's your defensive tackle four. They still have Raekwon Williams, but like, you know, I don't even know if he's going to make the roster this year. So uh, defensive tackle, definitely a big position of need. Yeah. And I know, you know, corner is too, and you could say more so, but I really do think they're going to be able to sign someone there, even if it, let's say again, like a Steven Nelson. Now, he might be too expensive. I don't know. But like a lot of those corners are just sitting out there. So it's not like they're, you know, prices going up. You told me going down the longer they're out there. So I think they're going to be able to do, you know, something in the secondary to not fix it this year, but enough to, you know, it's going to be better than it is right now. They're not going to go into this season, I think, with Devontae Maddox as like a starting corner again without any competition. Did you guys see yeah, that video I just tagged you in? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just a quick question. Did you see that video I just tagged you in? That's mad awkward of Howard. Do you think he got off the board again? Because that last person looked really pissed. I don't know what you're saying. No, on Twitter, I just tagged you guys in a video of like you know the war room. They showed Howie like going around fist bumping people, and there's this one last. I guess it was a scout or something, which just kind of blew him off. And Howie kind of had his hands out, like what, like what are you pissed off about, dude? So now, being an Eagles fan, reading all the articles we've read, I think I'm that's myself. I think that's looking way too hard into it. Yeah, but you know that guy I, looks old as hell. Who the hell knows what he's talking about? He might not know what Pickett is. Okay, true. It's day three of the draft. True. He is a boomer. So I, I think defensive tackle is really important in this system, too. And the thing is, last year, one of the few things our defense was good at is we didn't allow runs up the middle from running backs. We're really good at that. And as much as our defense stunk last year, I think if you can stop easy runs up the middle and you can get pressure up the middle, it just makes everybody's job on defense that much easier it takes pressure off of everybody now you can't get away with having nate gary back there which is why i think a lot of us want linebacker you know we want corner but still i think trenches moves they just pay off long term agreed oh chasserat went oh yeah in general i think the eagles have it right in terms of the idea of uh investing in the trenches um I want to read Tommy Lawler here. Says, let, me get, uh, let me get Dwayne up here. Okay. I'm with us before. Uh, I just want to read this thing from Tommy Lawler real quick. Yeah, Dwayne, wait one second. BLG is going to read something off. Uh, and we can, you can fire off the takes. Milton Williams was tough for me. I didn't see the Eagles liking him as a defensive tackle. They drafted him and announced him as a defensive end. The CB options weren't great, so I'm fine with going defensive line at this spot. All right. How are you guys doing? Good, good man. Good, good. Dude, this draft has been great, man. We got Devontae Smith. Like, that's... That's all, that all, that's all that matters. That's all. First of all, that is all that matters. Obviously, we say that like somewhat tongue in cheek no, because I'm, obviously I'm you need to fill out the rest of your roster. But I, I will sleep well until training camp, knowing that Devontae Smith is an eagle. I'm not. I wasn't really expecting us to go into the trenches as deep as we did. I mean, we do have Howie, um, so obviously that's like always in the back of your mind. But um, I kind of like it. Um, I like the Landon Dickerson. He was a really good value. A lot of people had him going in the twenties. Um, we had got him at the top of round two. He has, he's played every uh, position along the offensive line, so he's going to add a lot of depth, which is what we've needed the last few years. Jason Kelsey has been pondering retirement for the last few years, so when he goes, we're going to have a great center to step in and kind of like um, just fill those shoes, which I think will be really nice. And then this guy I had never really heard of, this Milton Williams, but I was looking at his like draft numbers because I was watching like the Bleacher Report um, draft show or whatever, and he – his pro day numbers are like a spitting image of Aaron Donald. He's a little undersized, but he's like 
his broad jump is insane. He had like a 38 inch vertical. He bench pressed one less rep on the bench press. He bench presses like 500 pounds. But like, he he has, to, there's a video yeah, circulating of him on Twitter benching 500 pounds. Yes. Yeah. He has insane athleticism, man. So if he, sitting behind Fletcher Cox and uh, with our great defensive line coaching, he could be, you know, he has a lot of potential. Um, you don't want to like jump head of the curve to it hard, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I think it was really cool. He has like the bend of a defensive end. You know, we always talk about, I remember when Brandon Graham was coming out, we were always, or not Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett came out. We were always talking about his ability to bend around the edge. And when you watch this guy Williams pass rush, he can do that too. So it's almost like he's in the mold of those Eagles defensive tackles where it's not quite a defensive tackle in the sense that he's not like a nose tackle, but he's a little bit lighter and he acts like a defensive end from the inside. Exactly. I mean, that won us a Super Bowl, right? I mean, we won a Super Bowl because yeah. we stuck <laughs> a defensive end in the middle. Of, and we put him on Shaq Mason, and he stripped the ball, and that's how we did it. I mean, look, for all the bad things that happened from winning the Super Bowl with this team, I think they did realize that they won really in the trenches. I mean, we won a Super Bowl with Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby at, quarter, uh, at corner. So it's pretty clear they don't value it the same way that they value the defense. Uh, that guy that Cliff was talking about earlier, by the way, in Eagles War Room, is Tom Donahoe, who is a very influential person. Uh, in what is his role with the team? Um, so I forget the official title, but basically, back when the Eagles, like, uh, when Howie came back into power in 2016, yeah. and they didn't have, like, Joe Douglas yet, because they didn't hire Joe Douglas until after the draft that year. Um, and they didn't, they, their front office was even kind of thin because they didn't even, it's not like they, not only did they not have Joe Douglas, but they also didn't have like Andy Wydell and all the people Joe Douglas brought in. Yeah. Um, so I remember they especially like leaned on him during their, uh, and he's been like, his official title is senior football advisor. Um, he used to be, I think, a GM, if I'm not mistaken, for the Steelers. He's been, he's a football lifer. He's been around forever. He's kind of like, I think uh, he has a lot more power than we probably realize, but I think he kind of wants it that way. I think he's like one of these people that um, like likes to have a lot of influence, but doesn't like want his name attached to anything. Uh, kind of like working in the shadows. So, uh, so interesting that he was shown uh, like how he giving a fist bump to him and like him not being like thrilled. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but it's strange. But uh, yeah, just want to hop in. Vacuum. Who cares? But I guess in the sense of. All of the dysfunction we've read about with this team over the last several months. Well, it's weird. It's people. But, I mean. It it might not mean anything, but it's not like. It's just weird. (laughs) It's still weird. Yeah, I told you. It looks so awkward. It looks so. It was like painfully awkward. Maybe he was like counting the awkward. It's just. Oh, man. And I hate how. And I don't think it's like a big deal. Is this that scene in Moneyball where Brad Pitt's telling all the old scouts that, like, their way is stupid and basically Donahoe's, like, one of those old scouts and how he's acting like Brad Pitt, telling them that that's, like, this is the new way? He's isolated off to, like, the one corner of the room. No one else is over there besides him. How he had to travel to him. Do we think every team in the league, everyone in every draft room agrees on every single pick? Of course not. Not even, not even not. close. Exactly. Not even close. Exactly. But as an Eagles fan, you had you know, one guy who maybe didn't like the seventy third pick in the draft. I want to ask you guys: Do you guys? Um, what do you think we'll go ahead and address cornerback and safety? Because you know, I mean, um, they they got it tomorrow, right? Oh, definitely. Do you? Are there still free agent options available? Because I know we signed the one safety, but Ronnie Cloud's going to start the season off injured. So we, I'd really like to get someone to have next to him and play that safety free role. We're talking about uh, free agent safeties, you're saying? Yeah. So, you know, there's kind of like that second wave of free agency after the draft to like fill any roles. Are there good cornerback and safety options in free agency? Because we kind of more corners, I would say. Off the top of my head, then safeties. Um, you know, Anthony Harris is obviously going to start at uh, one spot at safety. Um, you know, Kevon Wallace this year. I, I'm thinking like we're going to see him more in like the slot and whatnot. They signed Andrew Adams, who ideally shouldn't make the team. Marcus Epps, I, I think the, the team might be higher on. I don't know. Schwartz really liked him, but he's not here anymore, so I don't know. Um, obviously, they can still draft someone as well. I don't think they're going to sign anyone else at safety. I think Harris was the guy. Um, but at corner, I think they could still sign someone. But that's the question, BLG. Like, how much does Gannon rate 
Marcus Epps. How much does he rate Kayvon Wallace? We don't know. Well, they're not his guys, for sure. Anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? I think this is consistent with who Howie is. And uh, yeah. we've just got to you know, expect that. And uh, I'm just curious to see what he's going to do on day three with all those picks. I think Zach Ertz is his last day as an Eagle is tomorrow. And then uh, just hopefully they can make the most of it because it's been a good. I'm personally hoping that he uses some of those picks to trade back up into round three and get us a talent, a cornerback. I trade up to round three. Why not, right? Yeah. Why not? Get a talent. At safety, cornerback, or linebacker, especially if Cox continues to slide. The way I'll close this for me is that felt amazing after day one. Devontae was just so clearly the right pick. But the Eagles played how he specifically played the first round really correctly. Day two, um, definitely not as bad as last year's day two, which was a freaking disaster <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, but I can't say I feel as good as I did about uh, Devontae, obviously. The juice how could level. You? Oh yeah, it's hard to, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I just, I feel kind of fine. Like I'm not, you know, we're not freaking out here tonight. Like we were last night, uh, more subdued. Um, the, I think their mind, their heart, whatever you want to call it, is in the right place, you know, investing in the trenches, but, um, the, the Landerson or Landerson, I'm combining his name, Landon Dickerson, That's uh, injury, nickname, Landerson. Landerson, the injury risk is just, I, I said it before he was picked. You can hear it on the replay on BGN Radio podcast feed um, that I just think the injury was too – it's just a huge risk. And uh, with uh, Williams here, undersized, you know, uh, but the athleticism. So, And I guess like it's, it's not even fully clear where he's playing, right? We're seeing this. Like, I've seen this on Twitter. Like, we don't know for sure if he's playing at defensive end. Like, he's big for a defensive end, but he's small for a defensive tackle. Um, so maybe they have a creative plan for him. But uh, He seems yeah. built. For the like obvious passing down defensive tackle, definitely. This is who they are. For I think like Cliff said, or whoever or James, whoever said it, uh, for better or worse, you know, they invest in the trenches. I fully expected them to take at least one lineman coming into tonight. I can't say I'm absolutely shocked they took two. I was totally fine with them not taking a corner or secondary player if they really stuck the best player available. And there's an argument that they did that. I don't feel overly blown away. I don't feel like like down in the dumps either kind of just in the middle all right so i'm uh, chilling thanks for having us let's see what day three yeah. is thanks for for coming everyone um obviously this replay will be up if you missed any of it on bgn radio podcast feed give me a follow and seamus follow on here on this app so you can get invites to when we start these again uh, we'll plenty of plenty more coverage for you you guys have a billion picks tomorrow so there's going to be a billion articles on bgn radio you're not yeah, here on BGN Radio, a podcast, but also on bleedingyournation.com. And we will talk to you in the near future, but not after you go to rightsellin.com and use discount code BGN15 for 15% off and wildnaturepet.com for, 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 for uh, uh, same discount code for dog snacks, dog treats. Man, I'm all over the place. BGN15, okay, 15% off. Yeah. Milton you know, I'm just trying to do 50 things at once. Text melt in your brain. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to do like, you know, 100 things at once here, so it's good. But uh, let's wrap this up. 